Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Now, nothing going on, really. Same old stuff. You? Huh? You got anything? I mean, that's no, it. No, I, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Not much happening. Just nothing. <laughs> we this. we are jam-packed today. All kinds of uh, interesting things happen. I was at the uh, night no, night three of the RNC, bored to tears for about the first 40 minutes. I couldn't take it. It's like, okay, I'm going to bed. Thank you. And then it, it finally kicked into gear a little bit. It did. I don't know. Was it the suffragette thing? Is that what it was? Know. I don't know. I don't I just, know. I just, One boring I'm so thing happy after you said another. That because I was looking at my notes, and it's probably about that same time. Yeah. As, and my notes, and I'm like, okay, it's about shut f- it down. Yeah. It was about 40 it or 45 yet? minutes, and then, because I was almost comatose. I I, <laughs> it's like, I can't take this. I can't do it. <laughs> and there, there was, oh. Everything was fine. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's just boring. <laughs> Just a total, total bore. Uh, but it did kick into gear. It did. It did. So uh, notice that uh, Bob Costas, I don't know, he was on some show last night. He had some interesting observations about the stark contrast between last week and this week. That's for sure. Last week was all about Marxism and communism and collectivism and this week is about the United States of America yeah. and the way it should be and about capitalism and opportunity and chances to grow and develop and earn your way to the top. And, I don't know, life. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's another big point. Uh, let's let people live. How about that? Uh, if every black life, mat- life matters, then let's allow them to be born so that their life can matter. There's an idea. How about that? Uh, that would be nice, but didn't really, I don't know. Maybe it was, uh, uh, I'm not, I can't, I can't remember who exactly was the first person that kind of kicked it into gear and woke me up and made it tolerable because the first 40 minutes were like a month and a half. And then the next 45, we're like, oh my gosh, is it, it's almost over. There's only one speaker left. <laughs> so I have, uh, right after, uh, Kayla McEnany, uh, the White oh, House Kaylee press wasn't, Kaylee wasn't bad. No, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. But right in my notes, right after her, I wrote, is it over yet? So <laughs> Did you? Then, then, then it was Karen Pence. No. Kellyanne Conway. Nah. And then Sister Deidre Byrne, who was awesome. Okay, she was good. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she, you want to talk about making you feel like you haven't done anything with your life. Yeah, that's she for sure. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like she's been a lifelong nun. Uh, she's done some other things. She's some was, other things. Just an incredible yeah, life. incredible. And, yeah. she, and, you know, her, her, her speech on uh, life was great. Mm-hmm. Probably Lou Holt mm-hmm. started it, right? It might have been Lou. Lou, then Michael... Uh-huh. Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn. Madison was Cawthorn awesome. was great. Jack Brewer. Yes. Yeah, Lee Zeldin. Yep. Burgess Owens. All those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Burgess. He needs to be elected in Utah. Clarence he Henderson to. was awesome. Yes, he was. Uh, Richard Grinnell was Grinnell awesome. Was good. Yeah. And then and into Mike Pence. So, yeah. Kind of, Richard Grinnell's an interesting story, he certainly too. is. He certainly is uh, as the former acting head. Of the of national intelligence, yeah. plus he was ambassador to Germany. He's gay, uh, and yeah. uh, so this this president who hates gay people, 
he can't stay. He's doing everything he can to kill them. <laughs> right. This is the most anti-gay president who's ever... Do you know that he's the only president who was ever pro-gay at the time of his election? He was yeah. pro-gay marriage before he was elected. Yeah. And so he certainly was when he was elected. I mean, we were saying that when they... I mean, he was that one or two days in when they had their pink hat party. Yeah. It was just awesome. Right. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, he's... he's meanwhile, he's appointing uh, gays to high positions. Uh, and, you know, for a man who supposedly hates women uh he certainly it's it's very interesting that he has more women on his staff than any other president in u.s history bunch of women on that stage a ton and he's paying he's paying one of them more than anybody else uh kellyanne was the highest paid employee on his staff and he finally ran her off though yeah yes he did Because she's a woman and she's making too much money. Yeah. So he's going to do something about that. Now he's going to take care of it. Meanwhile, Obama was, what, 84 cents on the dollar, women to men? Uh, as much as his thing was about equal yeah. pay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he never backed it up. No way. The hypocrisy is stunning, really stunning. But you mentioned Lou Holtz. Uh, here's some of what, uh, well, let's see. Uh, play the whole thing. We got, okay, because we've got, we got two it's of them. It's really there. good. Uh, go ahead and uh, play Lou's speech I'm here. Lou Holtz. Many of you might know me as Coach Holtz, or maybe that football guy. It is a pleasure, a blessing, okay. and an honor uh-huh. for me to explain why I believe that President Trump is a consistent winner, consistent. an outstanding oh, leader, and yeah, deserves to be reelected as our president. Mm-hmm. First, First, I want you to know that I grew up in a one-bedroom house in West Virginia. I may have been poor, but but the lessons my parents taught me were priceless. Priceless, They taught me that life is about making choices. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are, good or bad, don't blame anyone else. Go get an education. Get to work. You can (laughs) overcome any obstacles. And always remember that in this great country of ours, anyone can amount to something special. I live by those Think principles of Why? hard work and responsibility my whole life. Living out the American story. It again, and it <laughs> works. But there are people today, like politicians, mm-hmm. professors, That's protesters, and of course, President Trump's naysayers in the media naysayers. who like to blame others for problems. They Pause don't for have a pride in our okay. Maybe he should just avoid some messes. I don't know, geez. It's just so... So obvious. So we, should just, we should have just told you. Lou, Lou did a great speech. Move on. <laughs> this man gets paid $100,000, $200,000 per speech. I know. I've met him once so. before. I've met him once. He spoke at a luncheon that I was invited to. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he he's good. fired up. What are you saying? It's really good. It's it's great, in fact. It's exactly. excellent. Were you at the luncheon? He's got that speech impediment a little bit. Were you there? Were you at the luncheon? All right, let's see some more of this. Some more. Let's see some more, Lou Holtz. They don't have pride in our country. And because they no longer ask, what can I do for my country? Only what the country should be doing for them. Right. They don't have pride so true. in themselves. That's wrong. <laughs> when I was an officer in the Army, I served with so many great Americans who embraced their responsibility to our country. Yes. I'm so proud of their sacrifices and the opportunity it has provided for so many millions. America remains a land of opportunity, 
no matter what the other side says or believes. You know, there's a statue of me at Notre Dame. I guess they needed a place for the pigeons to land. Ah. But if you look closely, you will see these three words there. Trust, commitment, and love. All my life, I've made my choices based on these three words. That's nice. I use these three rules to make choices about everything. My beloved wife of 59 years. That's incredible. She's been married for 59 years. And of course, politicians. She won't leave. Even President (laughs) Trump. I ask myself three things. What are they? Those three things. Can I trust them? Yes. When a leader tells you something, you got to be able to count on it. All right. Number two. That President Trump. He says what he means. He means what he says. And he's done what he said he would do. And everything. For the most part, sure. One of the important reasons he has my trust is because nobody Nobody. has been a stronger advocate for the unborn than President Trump. That is a fact. The Biden Harris ticket is the most radically pro abortion campaign in history. Yes. They and other politicians are Catholics in name only. And abandoned. Oh, that pissed him off. Pause for a second. Trump. There was a there's a Jesuit priest who's pretty upset about that. Uh, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. You, they don't like to be called out for it, but <clears throat> you know, come on. So be it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's pretty clear that you're not. I mean, you're picking and choosing what you're gonna what you're gonna take out of Catholicism when you're pro-abortion like that, and you're making policy. Uh, because yeah, because of that, picking and choosing. Yep, yep. I never mind that. All right, let's see some more of this. Are Catholics in name only, and abandon innocent lives. Yes. President Trump protects those lives. I trust President Trump. The second question I ask is: Is are they committed to doing their very best? President Trump always finds a way to get something done. If you want to do something bad enough, you will find a way. That's right. If not, you'll, you'll find, find an excuse. Think about it. And excuses are a lot easier to find than solutions. Excuses President are like... Trump finds solutions. Well, I won't say President that. President Trump, Trump is going. committed. And the third question I ask is, do they love people? Do they care about others? To me, this is very clear. President Trump has demonstrated through his prison reform, advocating for school choice and welfare reform, that he wants Americans from all walks of life to have the opportunity to succeed and live the American dream. President Trump loves our country and our great people. That's true. Trust, commitment, and love. In President Trump, we have a president we can trust who works hard at making America greater. Yes. And who genuinely cares about people. Thank you, Lou. If Lou Holtz, everybody. Lou, Lou Holtz. No, Lou, I can't you. say yes to any of these three questions. I used to ask our athletes at Notre Dame, Yeah. if you did not show up, who would miss you and why? Can you imagine what would happen to us if President Trump had not shown up in 2016 what year was it? Was I'm it 2017? So no, it's 2016. Thank you for 16. showing up, That's Mr. Right. President. That's great. I encourage everyone. All right, we got it. Love this. Thanks, so, but he's not. Uh, a little later, he did a, he did a song for the Democrats in their honor. Uh, so it was it was really good. The song that he sang about Democrats. Right. 
Went a little something like this from Lou Holtz. You're despicable. That's what you are. Yes, despicable. You're a Marxist star. <laughs> Commie garbage permeates from you. Democrats, it's you I'm talking to. Never before have you ever missed Al Gore. Yes, you're despicable in every way. You kill babies every single day. That's why Democrats, it's incredible that someone so incredibly despicable <laughs> thinks that I am so despicable too. But I'm not, it's you. You are, I'm not. Little old, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, good night. Drive, Thank you. Drive safely. Drive safely, everyone. See you later. Thank you, Lou. Man, I am so bummed I went to bed and I missed that. Yeah, you missed time. that part? I, uh, that was the best part. So bummed. Yeah. Uh, really good song, oh, I thought. Yeah, I would like him. to see that live. <laughs> Should not make fun of it because he's, you know, he's obviously got a, a sort of a thing. Oh, but I don't think he cares. You know, he's probably heard that before. But he is a, uh, he's a good, he's a good motivational speaker. Yes, he is. He, yes, he he's is. made a living, a really good living on that. Yes, he is. Oh, look, that's, I mean, that's what great coaches are. Yes. I mean, <laughs> right. And so I didn't, I, I did not, I mean, I knew he was conservative. I didn't know he was that big a Trump supporter that, were, that they would have him featured at the RNC. That's that's impressive. That is pretty impressive. And, you know, for a guy like that, can you imagine the flack that's going to come his way? Uh, I suppose other people like me knew he was conservative, but then it's one thing. It's one thing to know you're somewhat yes, conservative. It it's another to be part of the RNC convention. Yeah, to come out and and, and just have that right yeah. in your face. Oh man, oh man, and talk about how great Trump is the yeah. whole time. <sighs> wow. But look, Lou Holtz. What is he? He's like 100 now. 83. I looked it okay, up. Okay, I'm sorry. Because he's. I mean, he looks great for 83. He looks about the same as when he was coaching Notre Dame. He's living in Orlando. What are you going to do to Lou Holtz? Yeah. What are you well, going to do to Lou Holtz? I mean, I what, what are you going to do? He's married to the same woman. He still loves for his wife. For 59 years. He's got his kids. Yeah. He's, got his kid. He's got his family. What are you going to do to Lou Holtz? <laughs> That's true. I mean, really. Seriously. That's true. Lou's like, That's probably what he figures, me. too. Yeah, right. Come at me. What Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. All right. Let me take We're not having college football this year anyway. Go ahead. Bring it. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are, my friend. Uh, let me take 60 seconds and tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, while the left is embracing the cancel culture, maybe we should uh, get in on a little of that action and cancel your left-wing supporting cell phone provider. Make the switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They won't charge hidden fees. And unlike big mobile, they won't send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood or some other left-wing cause. And you get the same reliable nationwide service 
you support a company that loves this country, shares your values, supports our Constitution, and puts people before profits. They, they make it easy for you to switch to because, yeah, I know the hassle, just nobody wants to deal with it. So they've taken the hassle out of it. You can bring your phone to the new arrangement. Uh, you can bring your phone number to the new arrangement. Or you could get new phone and, and a new phone number. It's up to you. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, you'll get free activation plus a free gift when you use the offer code PAT. 972-PATRIOT is the number to call 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash pat to get started on your customized family plan that starts as low as $25 a month. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash pat. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, You know who else was brave last night? Just taking a courageous stand. Uh, damn the torpedoes were going full speed ahead. Jack Brewer. Yes. Former NFL star Jack Brewer, who was really good. I think he really kicked the convention into gear last night. Yeah, I mean, he was great. Uh, let's take a look at what he, what he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he came I, out, I was like, okay, yeah. Jack Brewer, great. I know. <laughs> and then he set the place on fire. It was great. Here he is. I'm Jack Brewer a former three-time NFL team captain, college professor, coach, husband, son, and father. Whatever. I'm also a lifelong Democrat, but I support Donald Trump. Let me be clear. I didn't come here for the popularity or the praise, the likes or the retweets. I'm here as a servant to God, a servant to the people of our nation, and a servant to our president. I grew up in Gravon, Texas a town that my great-grandfather was the first black man to settle Mm -hmm. as a sharecropper in 1896. My early high school experience included fighting with skinheads and being in witness in an attempted murder trial after my friend shot a skinhead in self-defense. I remember my dad's bravery when he personally stood up against a KKK rally in my town. In my house, my father taught me to back down from no one. I know what racism looks like. I've seen it firsthand. In America, it has no resemblance to President Trump. And I'm fed up with the way he's portrayed in the media, who refuse to acknowledge what he's actually done for the black community. It's confusing the minds of our innocent children. Before I left to come deliver this message, my energetic eight-year-old son Jackson stopped me and said, Dad, can you please just tell everyone that all lives need to matter? and that God loves everyone. Wow. In that moment, I realized that my eight-year-old had figured out what so many adults have seemed to forget. Mm. We are not as divided as our politics suggest. At some point, for the sake of our children, the policies must take priority over the personalities. So because you have an issue with President Trump's tone, you're going to allow Biden and Harris to, to deny our underserved black and brown children school choice? Are we so offended by the president's campaign slogan, Make America Great Again, that we're going to ignore that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have collectively been responsible for locking up countless black men for nonviolent crimes? Are you going to allow the media to lie to you by falsely claiming that he said there were very fine white supremacists in Charlottesville? He didn't say that. Thank you. It's a lie. 
Thank you. And ignore the so-called Black Lives Matter organization that openly, on their website, calls for the destruction of the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. My fellow Americans, our families need each other. We need black fathers in the homes with their wives and children. The future of our communities depend on it. I'm blessed to be able to run inner city youth programs and to also teach in prisons across America. The inmates in my federal prison program literally receive days off their sentence just for attending my class. And that's thanks to President Donald Trump and his first step back. President Trump cared about these Americans and their families even when so many others had left them behind and had written them off. I'm forever grateful for President Trump for that. He endures relentless attacks, and so do many of us, like myself, who support him. But my mama always told me, when the Lord starts blessing, the devil devil starts starts messing. messing. Think about it. This convention marks a time to celebrate our history. Republicans are the party that freed the slaves. And the party that put the first black men and women in Congress. Right. It's the party of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And now, Tim Scott and Donald Trump. Our president has made incredible strides to end mass incarceration and give unprecedented opportunities for black in America to rise. America, let this election be a call for all God's people who are called by his name to humble ourselves and pray together and to seek his face and to turn from our wicked ways. Then he will hear us from heaven and he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Amen. And God bless America. Wow. Hello. Pretty powerful. I mean, we've had some good speeches uh, from blacks in this, at this convention. That's Right up there with the best of them. There's a couple more that happened last night as well. Yeah. That uh, we're neck and neck with Jack. Man, I mean, really good stuff. To call him out on the lie about the really fine people being about the the neo-Nazis. Everybody, that's been so disproven now, and they just keep saying it over and over and over again. And they did last night as well during, during his speech with their in-speech fact check. Oh, my God. And when was was that a thing last week? In speech fact checks? Yeah. Did they do that to the to the Democrats? Did they do that? Uh, not so much that I remember. Not so much that I remember. I mean, I didn't I, watch MSNBC because I, I right. can't handle it. But I mean, I, uh, I, I, on CNN. social media, that's what I, you know, I, I, I follow it there. And, <clears> you know, most of it was our side. You know, I saying I can't take it. You know that's a lie. But I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I don't know that there was. Uh, I don't remember seeing the uh, the thorough in speech fact check. Yeah, i I don't think there. I don't think there was. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that because again, I, I didn't. I can't watch uh, CNN under circumstances like these. When you stop in the middle and then start fact checking and calling into question the things that are being said without letting it even roll through the night and let them get done with the convention. Or at least that portion of it, and then you can have your say. I mean, that's the way it used to be, anyway. They'd, no more. They'd let them get through the convention, and then at the end, you know, you might get some opinion, you might get some feedback, some pushback. 
but during and immediately following every speech? And I mean, a lot of them are just, you know, pausing the speech. Come back to us. We, we can't take any more of that. jeez. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, it's yes, amazing it to see. And they're, they're just absolutely shameless about it. They don't, they don't care about being journalists or news people anymore. And they're clearly not. They're not journalists or news people. So uh, <laughs> I guess we shouldn't expect anything different from them. No, we should not. Because this is just the way the world is now. Yep. Uh, and you know, if you're if you're watching CNN, if you're watching MSNBC, you're just going to get. I mean, they're basically uh, the media wing of the Democrat Party. It's all they are now. Yeah. They're not news organizations. They'd say the same thing about Fox, but I mean, even if Fox is the media wing of the Trump administration, he needs at least one. Right? Be good. At least somebody is there for for that perspective because everybody else has uh has just stacked up against him. I mean, everybody. At, at least uh you know as, for the a good portion of C-SPAN is just airing the convention, which I'm in love with. Because, yeah, so is OAN. Because One American I can't, Network. I just can't take the someone starts to speak and then we're we have to go back to for commentary. Yeah, I don't want I that. I don't, I don't need that. that. No. I don't like that. I, I don't either. Just let, let's let's hear them out. Let's hear it out. Let's, let's right. See what right. The other thing I'd like to know, because uh, I didn't watch Fox do the DNC last week either. I just watched it uh, on the feeds. Yeah, I did too. Did did Fox do the same thing to the Democrats? I'd like to know about that. Oh, I don't know that. That's a good yeah. question. Should maybe somebody because, can, uh, uh, tell us if they watched Fox last week. If they broke, did into they the break speeches? in after every single speech and give you the opposing point of view? Because again, I think that's despicable. I think it's absolutely despicable. And some of them, I mean, they so, broke in. It was. It's not even after the speech. It's like yeah. they're in the middle of it. Okay, that's that's Bill. Yeah, we're done. We're done with Bill. Let's talk about. Uh, Mm-hmm. No, Bill's still speaking. You still have him right. in the background. I still want to hear Bill. <laughs> right. Yeah, they can't even let him get through right. the speech before they're jumping on it. Uh, all right, let's go to Lori D. Lori D. in New Mexico. You're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, guys. I morning. am not going to ask you how you're doing because I don't care. But Good. let's get right to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in Milwaukee. And Ooh. what I'm seeing right now in Kenosha is, oh, I'm going to cry, is breaking my heart. Yeah. And I need to I need to give you guys a little bit of a of a background on how racist Milwaukee is from the ground up. Yeah. Um, they have borders around the city, and I grew up in one of the white suburbs called Wauwatosa, um, and the city would go from the uh, Lake Michigan out to 60th Street on the west side, and I grew up on. 72nd street and if you crossed over 60th street you would have whitey 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 if you went to the east side of 60th street you would have the worst crime in the history of the world and for some reason the democrats the white democrats who have been running that city sorry my my dogs are fighting right now i I apologize um (laughs) i know you're hearing my dog um but they they have control over that city, and it's disgusting. Um, the high school that I went to, Wauwatosa East, the athletic director was quoted as saying in our school newspaper, well, we, we have to bus in our basketball team. 
that's oh, how geez. racist. Wow. That's how racist Milwaukee is. So mm. when all went to see Kenosha burn, and Kenosha is a small town. It's not a city. People keep saying the city of Kenosha. No, you drive through it on your way to get to your <laughs> sectionals and regionals. That's it. Yeah. We always <laughs> kick their ass. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just, it's, it's so frustrating to see this place that I grew up loving. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how racist it was until yeah. I left. And I realized that, oh my gosh, my athletic director just loved busing for sports. And then it was, okay, these were my friends, but it was like social engineering. And I graduated from high school in 1995. So I'm a lot younger than y'all. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about a lot. Uh, I graduated yeah, I'm, in '91. What What was your graduation <laughs> I mean, year, uh, Jeffy? <laughs> I mean, I haven't even graduated yet. Oh, so really? Don't even start with wow. Me. Well, that's probably true. Oh, he'll, don't he'll probably never will graduate. <laughs> he'll graduate in 2118. So, but no, you guys, this is this is one of the most racist areas in the country, and it's been run mm. by white. Democrats, yeah, for, for yeah, forever, 50, yeah. 60, 70 years, and it's not anything else. That's it, it, I grew up with it, thinking it's normal. And I moved yeah. to Arizona, and I went, oh my gosh, I can actually make friends with people of different color, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, I mean, she's probably uh, living on like tenth or eleventh Street now <laughs> instead of sixtieth. I mean, things have changed, though. Uh, yes, we'll get into that coming up here in a second. Yes, they have. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Hey, I got some tweets here. Oh, the humanity tweets. Is it just me or whenever you hear a speech impediment? Can you not wait to hear Pat imitate it? <laughs> okay, I'm not sure that's a good thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that shows that someone's a little juvenile, right? Uh, Someone is. Someone is, yes. I'm not sure who. Yeah. Uh, I think it's you. I think it's you, Jeffy. <laughs> Uh, Mike tweets, my eight-year-old son and I cannot stop laughing at Pat's impression of Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. Uh, I mean, Lou. it's a hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Okay. It's another hit. Yeah. I mean, you can only... They uh, just keep coming, right? The right. hits just right. keep coming. From Corey Pa, Lou Holtz has got some nads telling everyone exactly where to find his statue. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Watch it be ripped down and torn to shreds. She'll not be infringed, tweets, I love Lou Holtz, but he sounds like he's uh, reading a voiceover script for a cartoon. Kind of, yeah. Caffeinated Texan, we got Jeffy to say, think about it. (laughs) My day's complete. Uh, Pink Floyd 53, suffering succotash, Lou. (laughs) Laugh track, that's true. I've had all I can stands and I can't stands anymore. Joshua Gold, uh, Fox did break in. Oh, uh, okay. Fox did break in after each speaker at the DNC watched it from Israel. Shalom. In the middle? I guess I'd be so. Interested. Okay, so I guess but, so. You know, after each one. So I guess it's fair play, right? I, I, I hope guess. so. I hope that's true. Guess it's, I guess it's fair play. Uh, Shall not be infringed tweets, holy cow, Jack Brewer, another rabid white supremacist <laughs> giving a hate-filled speech at the RNC. I know. I thought we were watching a Klan rally for a minute. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Rogers, you should check out Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon uh, state that they didn't 
speech check the Democrats last week because they don't lie like Trump does. Oh, oh my gosh. That's great. That's just amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, night night three. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, on night three of the big RNC extravaganza. Uh, we've got some of what uh, Clarence Henderson had to say. You know, it started to get good. I think after they dropped the suffrage celebration, I don't, I don't, okay, I got it. You got it. Women can vote. They've been voting certainly my whole life and well beyond that. I get it. Women can vote. <laughs> I mean, it's but been a hundred years. It's been, yeah, it's been a hundred years. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You, we let you vote. Uh, Wins <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> now get me a beer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, That's beautiful. Thank you for I mean, summing it up just that tenderly. Well. I appreciate that, Jeffy. <laughs> uh, golly. Okay. And, I mean, if you're to look at the polls... Uh, women are about 65-35 Biden over Trump. Maybe we shouldn't have given them the right to vote. <laughs> Maybe we need to take that back a little bit. Take an inventory and reevaluate how that's oh. working out for us. Oh, did I forget right? to come home and pick you up and take you to the polls? I started. Uh, all right. 888-933-93. Here's some of what uh, Clarence Henderson said last night. Greetings, my fellow Americans. I am Clarence Henderson. There have been movements that have changed the course of history. Among the most extraordinary was the Civil Rights Movement. Sixty years ago, segregation was legal and enforced. Pause it for a second. The By the way, I believe Clarence is one of the original lunch lunch counter uh, protesters, right? That's correct. Yes. So he, he's big time civil rights activist from greensboro uh, in 1960 i mean he was one of the first one of the first ones that's some this is fantastic yeah he's one of the first ones that did the sit-ins in so this is impressive i mean uh, yes. you know they revered john lewis and and rightly so for his activism in the 60s how about this guy what because he's he's now uh campaigning for trump he should be completely erased from history oh, or just a conservative at all right all right, let's, let's listen to this. Enforce. The simple act of sitting at a lunch counter could lead mm. to physical harm, jail time, or worse. It's incredible. I know incredible. from personal experience, walking into Woolworth's department store on February 2nd, 1960, I knew it was Jeez. unlike any day I'd experienced before. My friends had been denied service the day before because of the color of their skin. We knew it wasn't right. No kidding. But when we went back the next day, I didn't know whether I was going to come out in a vertical or prone position, in handcuffs Mm. or on a stretcher, or even in a body bag. By sitting down to order a cup of coffee, we challenged injustice. We knew it was necessary, but we didn't know what would happen. We faced down the KKK. We were cursed at and called all kinds of names. They threatened to kill us, and Mm. some of us were arrested. But it was worth it. Our actions inspired similar protests throughout the South against racial injustice. And in the end, 
segregation was abolished and our country moved a step closer to true equality for all. That's what actual peaceful protest can accomplish. America isn't perfect. We're always improving. But the great thing about this country is that it's not where you come from, it's where you're going. Wow. I was born on what some would call the wrong side of the tracks. I don't even have a birth certificate. Hmm. I never attended an integrated school. And I'm the only one Neither out of my immediate Obama, family by the way. who graduated from college and HBCU. <laughs> I'm a military veteran. Just and to fire him up activist. a little bit more. And you know what else? What? I'm a Republican. Uh-oh. Whoa. And I support oh, no. Those Donald are fighting Trump. words. Okay. Uh, that that's strange. He's just great. Now, Democrats mock him. Attack him. Let's see you come after him because he supports Donald Trump. I mean that's uh, fantastic. Just, see, yes, it is. It's, it's fantastic, incredible, and uh, I mean he has a, a, an incredible story. But what it, they don't attack, they just ignore. That's yes. The ones they can't attack, they can't refute. They just don't just ignore. They just don't oh, did, was he someone else? Speaking? Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know what? who he spoke. Hmm, that's weird. Must have slept through that. Uh, all right, let me tell you about Scoremaster. Did you know that the average American has ninety-seven points they can add to their credit score? And they have no idea how to get them, of course, but Scoremaster does. Scoremaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. You forget about raising your credit score seven points or 12 points. I raised my credit score from 500 to 512 in just over three years. Oh, okay. Wow. Congratulations. That's weak. The average Scoremaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. 61 points. That'll make a difference in your life. Say your credit uh, score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. Now, if you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score, just the average 61 points our listeners get, uh, you could have saved $9,000 on your car loan. It's always weirded me out that, uh, you know, if you got some dings in your credit, you, you probably have had some financial difficulties. So what they do is make it even harder on you. Uh, by right. raising, right. raising your interest rate. Oh, okay. You're you're having a tough time. Uh, how about we kick you? How about we kick you when you're down? You got an 18 percent uh, uh, interest rate. We're giving you How's the loan, sound? right? You're getting the loan. You just pay us 18 percent. Don't worry about it. Scoremaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. You just you enroll in just minutes and see how many. How many points, how many plus points Scoremaster can add to your credit score? Visit scoremaster.com slash pat. That's scoremaster.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. And I love the fact, I love the fact the RNC has taken on abortion this week so great uh because it's you know it's a it it's a ballsy move all all you get is flack from the other side uh they're gonna yell and scream that you don't care about women that you're you're not into women's rights the reproductive rights you want you just want people to die when it is they who are actually killing people uh so sister deidre byrne Spoke about abortion last night. Um, Here she is talking about abortion. Cut six. And while we tend to think of the marginalized as living beyond our borders, the truth is 
the largest marginalized group in the world can be found here in the United States. They are the unborn. As Christians, we first met Jesus as a stirring embryo in the womb of an unwed mother and saw him born nine months later in the poverty of the cave. It's no coincidence that Jesus stood up for what was just and was un ultimately crucified because what he said wasn't politically correct or fashionable. As followers of Christ, we are called to stand up for life against the politically correct or fashionable of today. We must fight against a legislative agenda that supports and even celebrates destroying life in the womb. Keep in mind the laws we create define how we see our humanity. And we must ask ourselves, what are we saying when we go into a womb and snuff out an innocent, powerless, voiceless life? Mm. As a physician, I can say without hesitation, life begins at conception. While what I have to say may be difficult for some to hear, I am saying it because I'm not just pro-life, I'm mm. pro-eternal life, and I want all of us to end up in heaven together someday. Me too. Which brings eh. me to why I'm here today. Eh. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president that this nation has ever had, defending life at all stages. Mm -hmm. His belief in the sanctity of life transcends politics. President Trump will stand up against Biden-Harris, who are the most anti-life presidential ticket ever, mm. even supporting the horrors of late-term abortion and infanticide. Because of his courage and conviction, President Trump has earned the support of America's pro-life community. Moreover, he has a nationwide of religious standing behind him. You'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary. So thank you, Mr. President. We are all praying for you. Nice. I, I know. It's nice. Argue with her. Mock her. Scream and yell and attack her. Oh, she's done nothing with her life. Yeah, nothing. I mean, she okay, she was in the Army for, was it 39 years or something? Lieutenant Colonel. She, Lieutenant Colonel. She's a thought, physician. She might have just been a colonel. She's a, I wrote it down. a physician. She is, a, well, now obviously a, a nun. Is that what you still call them, or are they something else now? Right. Sisters. Sisters? Yeah. Retired Army Colonel. Yeah, not Lieutenant Colonel. A retired Lieutenant Army was, Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> she's done a couple of things in her life. And then, you know, then, oh, sure, she's an MD. Sure. Okay. And I a mean, doctor. Whatever. What? <laughs> That's an amazing life of I service. know. That's crazy. I know. Makes you feel like a slug, it doesn't sure it? Sure as heck does. Less than a slug. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I guess I guess we have the evidence of the uh of the discussion between Chris Cuomo. This is gonna be hard to take. Chris Cuomo oh, no. and Don Lemon talking about how they don't have to fact check the Democrats. I want them to be trained in community policing. How it, it is a Jedi mind trick that I don't understand how people are not getting this. Jedi this, mind trick. This isn't even R two D two. You're running for this party. I'm demonizing this party. Uh, everything that's bad is your fault. Uh, everything that's not going well on my watch, you're either lying about or you're engineering somehow on the sneaky side. What? Uh, and what again, are you talking well, about? who are people going to believe? We'll see who makes the better case. Yes, we will. And yeah, you can fact check it to death. We could fact check this convention all night. People yeah, who are saying do. you didn't fact check the Democrats, right. they are not 
lying the way Trump does. <laughs> okay, I politicians can't, I can't. lie. I just this can't. guy's a liar. I just. We, oh my god! We gosh. spent the week, the week watching that god awful thing, saying, "You know they believe. You know they know that's not the truth. Yeah. You know they know." That's not the truth, and yet they continue to speak it. Every single person who got up and spoke last week lied. Every single one of them lied. Is, is, they lied about Trump. They lied about their own agenda. They they lied about their successes. They lied about everything. And, of course, they don't need to be fact-checked. Wow, that is that is pathetic and irresponsible. <laughs> Jeez, that. Um, like, whatever. And then there's her. <laughs> Oh, that's agonizing, isn't it? Yeah, that it is. is just absolutely sure is. agonizing. Um, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, really yeah, it sorry. Makes me want to tune in. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, let's show you Burgess Owens from last night. Uh, another great speech. I love this man. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Burgess Owens. Shackled in the belly of a slave ship, an eight-year-old boy named Silas Burgess came to America to be sold on an auction block. By the grace of God and the courage of slaves who believed in freedom, Silas escaped through the Underground Railroad and settled mm. in the great state of Texas. He went on to become a successful entrepreneur. He built his community's first church, first elementary school, and purchased 102 acres of farmland, which he paid off in two years. Wow. I'm here today... <laughs> a candidate for Congress because of my great-great-grandfather, Silas Burgess. I was raised in the South during the days of Jim Crow and the KKK. Even through the challenges of segregation, we were taught that anything is possible in America. When I was 22 years old, I thought all my dreams had come true when I was drafted by the New York Jets. Ten years later, with a Pro Bowl nod and a Super Bowl championship under my belt, I left the NFL to start a business. I thought I could never fail. But years later, I did, and I lost everything. As mm. I moved my family no, of six into that. a one-bedroom yeah, basement apartment in Brooklyn, New York, I had a choice to wow. make. To feel sorry for myself or get to work. Which did you do? I worked as a chimney sweep during oh, the day oh. and a security guard at night. That's cool. It was humbling to be recognized cleaning a chimney by someone who once cheered me as an NFL fan. Pause it for a second. But those hard days Can you imagine? I, well, I've been a Guy, chimney sweep. You have not I, been yes, a I chimney have. sweep. Yes, I have. <laughs> You've been a chimney I, sweep? I was a chimney sweep for about a month. <laughs> you have not. Okay. I'm okay. just saying, it's amazing. We'll get back to Burgess. But you asked me if I can imagine, I can. I, I can't imagine well, being recognized. Well, you can't recognized. imagine being recognized in the NFL no. as a Pro Bowl no. athlete. I mean, they said to me, aren't you? You're a little bit athletically overweight <laughs> to be a chimney sweep, aren't you? I mean, I can't, be, I can't relate to that. You fall down that chimney, there's, you're not coming out, okay? Because I mean, they'd have to tear down the whole house to get you out of there, and they're not going to do that. So you're, you're just going to be rotting in there for a good long time you obviously have not cleaned, been a chimney sweep <laughs> no you know, i you i have not been a okay. chimney sweep i will admit to, to that the roof to all the <laughs> i've seen mary poppins though does that qualify as anything <laughs> yeah. all right we'll finish up with uh burgess owens coming up because that's amazing stuff pat gray unleashed Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, night three of the RNC. 
I thought after a really slow start, it kind of kicked into gear. Maybe 45 minutes yes. in. Yes. So uh, it was really good when they got to Jack Brewer and Lou Holtz and uh, Sister Deidre Byrne and Burgess Owens, who's been here m- many times. I We've know. talked to him in person on the phone. Really good guy. Uh, great man. <clears throat> Did great man. not know about being a chimney sweep. I know. I, it must be one. Like, he does corporate <laughs> speeches and stuff. That's one of the ways that he, you know, actually feeds his family yep and uh that but i mean i've talked to him a bunch like you said we we all have and i've heard the story of him starting a losing business everything. and losing everything but not the specifics of what he did to get back mm-hmm. on his feet yeah and that's that's amazing right it he is did what you have to yeah uh let's start over and and just uh and see what he had to say last night because very inspiring here's burgess Owens. ladies and gentlemen I'm Burgess Owens. Shackled in the belly of a slave ship, an eight-year-old boy named Silas Burgess came to America to be sold on an auction block. Mm. By the grace of God and the courage of slaves who believed in freedom, Silas escaped through the Underground Railroad and settled in the great state of Texas. He went on to become a successful entrepreneur. He built his community's first church, first elementary school, and purchased 102 acres of farmland, which he paid off in two years. I'm here today, a candidate for Congress, because of my great-great-grandfather, Silas Burgess. I was raised in the South during the days of Jim Crow and the KKK. Even through the challenges of segregation, we were taught that anything is possible in America. When I was 22 years old, I thought all my dreams had come true when I was drafted by the New York Jets. Ten years later, with a Pro Bowl nod and a Super Bowl championship under my belt, I left the NFL to start a business. I thought I could never fail, but years later I did, and I lost everything. As I moved my family of six into a one-bedroom basement apartment in Brooklyn, New York, I had a choice to make, to feel sorry for myself or get to work. Which did you you do? I worked as a chimney sweep during the day and a security guard at night. It was humbling to be recognized cleaning a chimney by someone who once cheered me as an NFL fan. Seriously. But those hard days would pay off, and eventually I started a career rewarding career in the corporate world. We live in a country where we're encouraged to dream big, where second chances are at the core of our American DNA. Mm -hmm. We don't hear that same message from Nancy Pelosi's Congress. That's for sure. Career politicians, elitists, (laughs) and even a former bartender want us to believe it's impossible. Mm. They want us to believe that what I did, what my great-great-grandfather did, is impossible for ordinary Americans. Yep. How insulting is that? Pause it for a second. How November, insulting it, is that, by the thank way? Thank you. That, you know, they've done it, but you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. You're, you're pathetic and you're being held down. You're a victim. Right. Acknowledge that, that fact that you're a victim. Wallow in the fact that you're a victim. Uh, Burgess didn't. And look at him. Look at him. Plus, he, he got super successful, lost it all, then got super successful all over again. That's... An amazing country where that can happen. It sure is. And by the way, he didn't have white privilege. I don't know if you're aware of that. Wait. Did not have white privilege. No. So uh, that's it's an amazing story. What if he didn't realize it? I mean, he just didn't know it and he had it. That he had. He didn't know that he had white privilege, but he did. We're led to believe that Mm -hmm. even you're a racist, even if you don't know that you're a racist. Right. So are that's you? True. Do you have white that's privilege? True. Maybe even if you don't know you have that's, white privilege, that's possible. That's their belief. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's their belief, right? Yep. So he had it, and that's a guy 
who really experienced racism. You know, yeah. growing up in the South under Jim Crow, KKK still active. Uh, there's a guy who knows what racism yeah. is all about. And he knows it firsthand. You know, Lori D called a while ago and talking about how racist it is in, in Milwaukee, in yeah. the suburbs there. That is a northern town, right? I mean, I yeah. grew up in a, in a northern town in, in Michigan as well. And, you know, one, segregated? Absolutely segregated. Uh, you know, one the west side of town was uh, for the white folks, and the east side of town was, you know, predominantly for the black folks. And, yeah. And you yeah. didn't, you didn't, uh, there, there was not a whole you didn't cross lot over. of mingling. Now, there, there was in the end, you yeah. know, before I left, hmm. but uh, prior to that, no. Well, I grew up, as you know, on the mean streets of Florida. And that's where the west side of town was white, and the east side of town was white. What about? But the north, the north side of town was white, and the south side of town was white. What about the? But uh, right in the middle, you know, right in the heart of the city, yes. downtown, downtown district, downtown, the the, the, the actual main yes. streets. You're talking the urban area of Helena, yeah. Montana. White. It was white. So. No, I mean, you you actually lived it. I lived it. You lived it. I know of what I speak. I lived it. White people everywhere you go. It was just, it was horrifying. It was horrifying. I mean, what kind of freak would live there? That's horrifying. Uh, I think literally when I was growing up in Helena, everybody knew there was one black family in town. One. And everybody <laughs> it knew it. Not exactly a real diverse place uh, to grow up. So. <laughs> it's not that anybody kept them. I don't think they just didn't want to live there. They didn't want the bullets flying over their head at all right. times. They didn't want that. Right. I can't blame them. I can't blame them. <laughs> Plus, it's cold. Yeah. Oh. It's cold in them, our hills. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So did we miss anything? You know, Laura know. Laura Trump was great last night. I, I really I thought she was really really good. Uh, what is it they're saying about her speech that they're fact checking? Uh, oh, I I don't know what they said about Laura Trump. I, I you know I couldn't get past the 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 what? I, I was just surprised. I mean, she looks great. She does look great. She looks great. So what couldn't good you get have past? another Trump on? Yeah. You know, and so what are you alleging? I'm not alleging anything. I'm just yeah, saying that you know she's. I, I'm just saying I was surprised that she's had the work done. That she's, she's had. not had work done. Not every woman has had. She's 37. I, I, she hasn't had work I, done. I, I, I would. Shut I up. would bet a lot of money. I would that too. That's not true. Yeah, it is true. No, it's not. She looks completely natural. I, where, I, where of course, she's she, I didn't say it was bad work. Where has she had work done? Then? Just you know, a few things tightened up here. No, she hasn't. Oh, no, yeah. no, absolutely oh, not. I don't buy that. No of shots here. And there. Absolutely have, not. 100%. You know who we're missing is uh, Madison Cawthorn. Yes. He was great. I wish I could vote for him he in North Carolina. He was fantastic. Uh, I, I'd never heard of him before. I hadn't either. Uh, so he made a pretty good debut last night. Yes, he did. Madison Cawthorn. Good evening. I'm Madison Cawthorn, and I'm running to represent North Carolina's 11th Congressional District. This is a time of great adversity for our country, and I know something about adversity. No kidding. At 18 years old, I was in a horrific car accident that's left me paralyzed from the waist down. Instantly, my hopes and dreams were seemingly destroyed. 
I was given a 1% chance of surviving. Wow. But thanks to the power of prayer, a very loving community and many skilled doctors, I made it. It took me over a year to recover. My first public outing in a wheelchair was to a professional baseball game. You know, before my accident, I was six foot three. I stood out in a crowd. But as I wheeled through the stadium, I felt invisible. At 20, I thought about giving up. Mm, However, yeah. I knew I could still make a difference. You know, my accident has given me new eyes to see and new ears to hear. God protected my mind and my ability to speak. So I say to people who feel forgotten, ignored and invisible, I see you. I hear you. At 20, I made a choice. In 2020, our country has a choice. We can give up on the American idea or we can work together to make our imperfect union more perfect. I choose to fight for the future, to seize the high ground and retake the shining city on a hill. While the radical left wants to dismantle, defund and destroy, Republicans under President Trump's leadership want to rebuild, restore and renew. I just turned 25. When I'm elected this November, I'll be the youngest member of Congress in over 200 years. Wow. And if you don't think young people can change the world, then you just don't know American history. <laughs> George Washington was 21 when he received his first military commission. Abe Lincoln, 22 when he first ran for office. And my personal favorite, James Madison, was just 25 years old when he signed the Declaration of Independence. In times of peril, young people have stepped up and saved this country, abroad and at home. We held the line, scaled the cliffs, crossed oceans, liberated camps, and cracked codes. Yet today, political forces want to usher in the digital dark ages, a time of information without wisdom and tribalism without truth. National leaders on the left have normalized so emotion-based voting. Mm -hmm and a radicalized identity politics that rejects Martin Luther King's dream. MLK's dream is our dream. For all Americans to be judged solely on their character. Millions of people risk their lives every year to come here because they believe in the dream of MLK and the American dream. Join us as we, the party of freedom, double down on ensuring the American dream for all people. We are committed to building a new town square. It welcomes all ideas and all people. Here we will have freedom of speech, not freedom from speech. To liberals, I say let's have a conversation. Hmm. Be a true liberal. <laughs> Listen to other ideas and let the best ones prevail. Way to call them out. And nice. to conservatives, I say let's define <laughs> what we support and <laughs> win the argument in areas like healthcare and on the environment. Mm-hmm. In this new town square, you don't have to apologize for your beliefs or cower to a mob. You can kneel before God, but stand for our flag. Nice. The American idea my ancestors fought for during the Revolutionary War is just as exciting and revolutionary today as it was 250 years ago. I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom. Be a radical for liberty and be a radical for our republic, for which I stand, one nation under God, mm. with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and may God bless America. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I know. For it's those powerful. of you listening on Blaze Radio, I mean, he obviously is in, in, in a, a wheelchair, wheelchair. and uh, they brought him a, a 
a walker. stand a walker to yeah. uh, stand up there at the end. And he did. And he did. That's and great. he did. That's, that was really great. Uh, really powerful. 25 years yeah. old. You talk about, we've seen some rising stars. Uh, yes, we have. That we can turn to in the future. It's, it's really kind of uh, given me some renewed hope. Uh, about the condition. Did of, you feel that you needed party. renewed hope after uh, last did. week? Yeah, I did. Yes. Did you feel like is that amazing? That you needed hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little country, that's strange. Uh-huh. It's just still... only because they crushed my will completely last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still a whole bunch of other stuff going on around the country that may crush, may yeah. crush it a little bit. Oh yes, yes. There's still a ton of stuff. Uh, but then you see a guy like that who has Makes had you feel better. An incredible tragedy in his life, uh, and and then you see his attitude and his determination, and it kind of strengthens you and bolsters yes, you a does. bit, and it also makes you feel a little bit like a slug again, as many people did last night. Well, there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> that make you feel like that. Yes, no question. I mean, you are you are barking up the wrong tree with me to feel like that, my friend. <laughs> All right, let me take a minute to tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Uh, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, you need a realtor that, well, you can trust. Uh, somebody with a really good track record. Somebody who's been there and done that. Somebody who knows your market. And they've got great marketing plans. They're just not one-trick ponies. They can get you, uh, They can give you incredible advice. Like, okay, do I need to repaint or should I skip that? Do I need to replace countertops or can I skip that? They'll help you through that process because, you know, they've sold a lot of homes. And if you're buying a home, they can, you want somebody to see you through that process as well. You know, when you're making the biggest investment you'll ever make in your life. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Under you, that the NBA boycotted their games yesterday. That hurt a lot. Right. I, I wasn't going to watch it anyway, but then I really wasn't going to watch it once they boycotted. Well, I, I was mean, even more committed to not watching the games once they didn't happen. I wish you hadn't brought it up because I was. Were you? So are, yeah, I know. I, I hate to kick back into gear the whole depression thing. <sighs> so uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. So rather than saying, "All right." Milwaukee Bucks either get out on the floor or you forfeit the game. <laughs> they, all, they just all sh- they shut it all down. And then the MLB. Oh, look what the NBA did. We can't be outdone by the NBA. Let's us stop these games too. And then somebody else too. Was it soccer? I don't know. I don't know. Field what are hockey. You doing? Field hockey stopped. The swimming diving competitions what came to a doing? screeching halt. And the players, we shouldn't have, we probably didn't even been here to begin with. I felt wrong about being here to begin with. The whole bubble thing, then what are you doing? Home. Go home, then. Go home. And by the way, NBA's not playing. And? So? What is that going to do? Now you fixed it. Whoa, that's okay. If they're not going to play, then... And Doc I Rivers. guess the, we better shape up and stop being racist, Doc right? Doc Rivers, the coach of the Clippers. Oh, don't even get me started on Doc Rivers. I mean, I, that just pisses me off. I mean, uh, here's what he said. Uh, 
we keep loving this country and this country doesn't love us back said the man as he was depositing his seven million dollar paycheck into the bank i know shut up we're the ones that were denied to live in certain communities we've been hung we've been shot all you do is keep hearing about fear doc when's the last time did anyone ever yeah ever maybe when you maybe maybe when he was a child someone said you you can't live here but i doubt it i doubt it i mean it's just maybe if his parents wanted to move into uh you know the mean streets they were told no (laughs) you can't live here but (laughs) any other place in america yeah i doubt it uh the nba is dead to me you're dead to me um i'm just i just don't care i don't want to hear it i don't want to watch your games are they not going to play until i don't know whatever are, are, have they have they sworn it off now? Once, because until uh, until there's uh, you know the world is uh, living in perfect harmony. Yes, okay. Uh, that's when they'll start playing again. When Ev- Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect <laughs> harmony, <laughs> yes, like on our piano keyboard. Oh Lord, why can't we? <laughs> and when that day finally comes, the NBA basketball playoffs can resume. But not until then, my friend. Not until then. Now, we could ask the All NBA right. commissioner, but uh, they, they would just defer to LeBron. <clears throat> God, LeBron. <laughs> I always thought that uh, Stu's dislike for LeBron was a little irrational. Oh. Not anymore. No, I, Perfectly. It's I, the most rational thing he I actually does. I actually fought against that because I didn't want to. I didn't want. I, I don't know why. Maybe just because it was Stu and I don't like him, uh, but I didn't want to hate LeBron. Right, I didn't either. And I thought, and I didn't then, either. but he, he started to win me over, and then all of this the last couple of years. Yep. Oh, I'm yeah. Completely oh, sold. Please, I can't completely stand LeBron sold. now. I don't want him to win a love another game, let alone a I, championship. I know. <laughs> like to, to root against the Lakers just because of him. I know. Uh, and so Barack Obama came out yesterday in support. Or last night, in support of the NBA boycott. What? Yeah, what a surprise. Stunning surprise. Also surprising, no condemnation that I saw about the violence that's going on in Kenosha and elsewhere. No, oh, no, no calming no, influence. Please. Here's a guy who can have real influence on people. Here's a guy who could come out and say, look, stop the violence. Okay? Black lives do matter, so stop taking black lives. Stop ruining black businesses. Stop tearing up neighborhoods. Stop it. For that matter, don't be going through white neighborhoods yelling and screaming at 3 o'clock in the morning. We don't need any of that. Stop it. Has he done that? No. Where is Barack Obama on all of this? Well, I I support the the NBA. Stop it. Okay, big deal. Thanks for that. I think these folks have a legitimate uh, legitimate <sighs> issue. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cops are bad. Right. Uh, well, he set that precedent himself, didn't he, when he said... Yes, he did. I don't have the facts, but the police acted stupidly. Yeah, somebody right. else just did that, too. I mean, the governor. The governor of... The governor of Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin. Or, yeah. I don't have all the facts. But... But... I know they were... I, I, they were bad, and they're just killing people. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that's not the quote. But, but it was close to yeah, that. Yeah, it was yes, not it far was. from that. No. I mean, it's just amazing. I don't have the facts, Jeez. but screw off. Right. 
I'm just so sick of it. And and the mainstream media doesn't care at all. They just continue to ignore all of it. And they, they don't put any responsibility on anybody. Speaking of which, uh, nobody will attach any responsibility to Jacob Blake. Nope. He's got no responsibility nope. in getting shot there. None! Despite the fact that he was fighting with police, that he ignored every warning, that he just kept doing whatever it was he was going to do, despite the fact they're yelling and screaming at him to stop, and then he gets into his car, and I, do I wish they would have handled it differently? Yeah, but I'm not a cop. I, if I'm a cop and I'm not sure if you're getting a I gun know. or not, I don't know how I'd act under I those know. circumstances. Do I wish he, you know, they had a hold of his shirt if they could have pulled him back and tased well, him or other something? Side, I, the, I don't know. The other video that was released that we finally see from the other side that was released, at, mm-hmm. I think, yesterday, right? It shows it was, him fighting with him. Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting with the cops. So I, I, don't, I don't understand I, how I don't there's either. no accountability on his part. None. And it's really tragic what happened. It's really tragic that he got shot seven times and now he's partially paralyzed. I hate that. I really do. But there's personal responsibility here. You know, it's really tragic when somebody is driving 130 miles an hour and, and skids off a road and slams into a tree and is paralyzed or killed. That's a really sad thing, too. But there's some responsibility on your part when you've done that. Yes. I, you know, it's it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but we've gotten completely beyond that. Oh, we're way past that. And you can't even mention that. Uh, we're anymore. way past that. I mean, that's you know the the George Floyd stuff that the you know the medical examiner threw out uh, that he w- that he had a lethal I mean, we level are, and so of what? fentanyl and so in what? his system. Are, we already knew he had fentanyl in him. So what? We already knew that he had meth in him. So what? We already knew that he had COVID nineteen. So. Yeah, so and the one guy, I mean the, I mean the one guy that we all agreed on at the time mm-hmm. that shouldn't have happened. Yes. Right. The, I mean we agreed. Right. What are you doing? And then it turns out even he might have been dead even if he didn't have the cops on his neck. I don't know. Uh, fentanyl slows down your breathing process. It it can shut down your breathing without anybody kneeling on your neck. Huh. Yeah. It's kind of weird that way. And he had a lethal amount in his system, is what they're saying now. Well, I, yes, that's what the medical examiner said. But I mean, lethal is only relative. I mean, right? Yeah. What does that really mean? take? <laughs> so it's weird. But yeah, that's not going to make a difference to anybody. No, not a d- none of it. Zero. None of it. Matters. Zero. I, in fact, you shouldn't even bring it up. You're a racist if you bring it up. I apologize. I just want you too to late be for aware. that. Too late. I can't accept your apology. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed, and he's on the plate. No, stop the music. Stop the music. What? I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing the rest of the show until all injustice everywhere stops. I'm leaving the studio, and I'm not doing the show. This is Jeff Fisher. Welcome to the Pat Gray program <laughs> on. That's what Blaze would happen here. Television network. That's what would happen here. We just move on. Oh, okay. We're See ya. breaking in. No, I was going to tell people Bye-bye. that how important it was that you're not doing the <laughs> right. show. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And tell them. Uh, you know, uh, based on the injustice that's going on, on the injustices, right, with mankind, important. and I want it to stop. We've decided now. that uh, Pat can move on. 
and, uh, you can't be here when, when, when injustice is solved. That's what should have happened yesterday to the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, you're not out here. Uh, the clock just went to zero zero. You're supposed to be. It's tip off time. Uh, Bucks just forfeit. They forfeited the game. It's now uh, Milwaukee three games to two over Orlando. Orlando just won their second game. Game time tomorrow. And if they're not here tomorrow, it'll be 3-3 in the series. So What about the justice, though? And if they don't show up for Game 7, Orlando moves on. <laughs> what about injustice, though? You still haven't answered that. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Basketball can't solve injustice. I, I, can't. I wish they could. What was the point of the bubble? The point uh, of the bubble was they all come together so that they can play their games, uh-huh. not get sick. Right. Right? Yeah. They can all be contractually okay with all their television contracts, all their paychecks. Are they giving up their money? No. That's what I would like to know. Oh, my, no. How important is it, this injustice for uh, Mr. Blake, that they and they not work? Are they going to stop taking their paychecks? Well, let me just say this, uh, Jeffy. It's critical that they continue to receive their paychecks so that they can in turn fund the Black Lives Matter oh. movement. And fund all the social justice and, movements. And there you have another reason that I thought it was so important to have this bubble in all the games so they could uh-huh. all just promote their Black Lives Matters and, and their, man, their different phrases on their jerseys. ever done that? Yes. Wow. So and, uh, it's agonizing. I'm sick of the NBA. They're dead to me. They're dead to me. Um, also, Sean King. This is terrible. Sean, Sean King. I know. Is threatening to dox all the cops in the Kenosha department if uh, Kenosha's police department don't acquiesce to his demand. Sean King. Sean King. The fake black guy. The white guy. (laughs) Yeah. Can somebody please remind Sean King he's a punk and a total loser masquerading as a black person? You're a white guy, Sean. Stop appropriating the black culture right what are you doing how come that's okay for that white guy to pretend to be black why you you can't even have dreadlocks if you're a white person we're being told because yeah. you're appropriating hair extensions any of it yeah you can't do that you can't do that i guess white people can't listen to rap that's music. why i took my I, extensions out is that why yes oh wow yes i didn't realize Until that justice huh they looked so good on you too. Wow. It was that's a real shame. I know. It's a I real know. shame. Yeah, the Sean King fiasco. Uh this hoax that he's been running for what, ten years now? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, I'm not joking either. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh you literally can't go into a seven <laughs> eleven in Delaware. <laughs> Without being uh, Indian. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. How, how does he get away with that? Seriously. I don't know. Now, how how, how don't does this know. guy get away with that? With all of it. And he's done it a million times. He's done it a million times. I just, I, I can't. <sighs> it's really. You know who's been great through really all this? Uh, this Kenosha stuff. Is Jacob Blake's mom. She is. She's a hero to me. Incredible. She's a freaking hero. Incredible. Uh, we saw yesterday. You know she's getting all kinds of flack for this. You know she is, and she's standing up to it and saying, "So what? First of all, you can't don't don't be doing this in my name or my son's name. Yeah. He doesn't want it. I don't want it. We don't want it. Stop it." 
And here's what she said uh, yesterday when she was on with Don Lemon. This is amazing. For you. The, the destruction that, that has been taking place in cities across the country and in, in, uh, and in Kenosha. I heard you, you speak about that. And my question is, you said that you don't want that in Jacob's name and neither would he. Mm. Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt. And quite frankly, disgusted. And as his mother, please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. (laughs) But to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Mm. And it's not helping Jacob. It's not helping Jacob or any other of the men or women who has suffered in these areas. That's right. Do you have anything to say, Ms. Jackson, to the politicians who are out there or do anything you want to say? Pause it for a sec. I don't know if he knew what was coming. Did you just ask a question you don't know the answer to? Because you should have known the answer to this. I if know. not, I, I can't believe he's happy and okay with this response that's coming. Watch this. This is amazing. <laughs> to the presidents or the candidates or to Trump or uh-huh. Biden or anything like that. <laughs> for, for our President Trump, uh-huh. um, first I want to say a family member, and I don't know if it was heard or not, said something that was um, not kind. She is hurting, and um, I do apologize for that. Our outburst that does not reflect um, our behavior. (laughs) Wait. And then also for (laughs) President Trump. um, Also for President Trump. I'm sorry I missed your call. Okay. Because had Uh I not missed your call, maybe... The comments that you made would have been different. And I'm not mad at you at all. Hmm. I have huh. most respect for you <laughs> like, like as the leader of our country. Hmm. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like I said before, and I'm not saying this to him directly, we should always get the details from the right source right. before we start throwing bricks. Thank you. <laughs> Don? Back to you, Don. <laughs> How's that, Don? That's what I had to say to the politician, to the president, to Trump or Biden or whatever. Yeah, sorry. We're sorry that, I mean, we don't blame you at all. Uh, that had to shock him to the core. Sorry I missed your call. <laughs> That's fantastic. She's been really great. Really great. She's been awesome. She's tried to be a calming influence. Yes, she has. And... Wow, yes, yeah, I really and, appreciate and that. It doesn't appear to have been working all that well. No, it's it's not. That's uh, not. But she's trying. Yep. She is trying. You know, Tucker Carlson asked a question now, and they're, de- they're demanding that he be fired for it. He asked the question, what did you think was going to happen? Did you, did you, is, are you surprised? 17-year-old kids with guns are in the streets trying to, uh, you know, trying to make sure that People don't get looted, and you don't set a 
a car dealership on fire? Right. You can't ask that question without being fired? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That sure is. Because it's a legitimate question. I mean, they're, they're not protecting anybody's property or the city or anybody in the city. This is done. They're not doing anything eh. about it. They're allowing them to tear the city, to burn it to the ground. And so somebody took, they sh- and they shouldn't have, but they took it into their I own know, hands. I, know, you know, I don't I, know what you're supposed to do, I though. I don't know either. I How mean, do you restore to, order supposed, here? You're supposed, you know, <sighs> I know that we're supposed to be peaceful and say, you know, no. Yeah. It's okay. Right. But turn the other cheek. But my gosh. Burn down that dealership too. Right. And the grocery store next to it. Right. While you're at it, the government building across the street. And that store there ripped me off once. You know, Glenn used to talk about all the time, and he had the timing wrong, but he, he says that he's not good on timing. But he's, he's, he's been warning about the summer of violence, the summer that we returned to the 1968. Uh, violence, which has happened, yeah. and and that when it does happen, you're going to turn to anybody who will finally end the madness and say, "Yeah, just stop it. I don't care what you do. Just stop it. I don't care how many freedoms I lose. Just stop the chaos." And it's we're getting to that point. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, yes, I think we're are. at that point, and people just want it to stop. And, and it's going to have to. Right? I said yesterday that I think. I mean, I don't think it's going to stop before, although it might. But after the election, it has to, right? Both sides. Right now, the the left thinks that it's working to their advantage. So by the time the election gets over, whenever that is, um, then it's to no one's advantage. Yeah. Right? I mean, now it's just yep. you're hurting everyone's property. And I just want to say, too, as well, uh, Mr. President, I'm sorry I missed your call. Uh, <laughs> I got your voicemail, though. And, oh, you do uh, have it. You his? can okay. subscribe to Chewing the Fat on Spotify. <laughs> so just go ahead and you know oh, click on Chewing the Fat that. on Spotify. I would guess. And he's uh, I'm sorry I missed your call. If I hadn't, you know, you probably could have, you know, subscribed on uh, iHeartRadio or something. But no, just do Spotify, mm-hmm. and uh, you're good to go. So yeah. Anyway. And remind your friends and neighbors and family uh, that the Pat Gray Unleashed podcast is also he available. He mention that in his voice. It's available though. everywhere. That's why I'm letting them ever, let them oh, okay. know. Okay, sorry. Uh, you can get it at Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Chrome. You know, YouTube. The whole show's available now on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Packray. Click the bell, uh, and s- please subscribe. Subscribe and rate the five stars, uh, and share with your friends and your loved ones. And I mean, the president's busy. I just want him to know that he can subscribe <laughs> to Chewing the Fat. That's all on Spotify. I, you okay. know, all the rest of the stuff. I mean, I know he's busy. Uh, plus, we're on a new channel on Pluto TV. Uh, we went from 250, I think channel 250, to 238. So you find us at uh, channel 238 on Pluto. Uh, got How some... long before we're number one? Uh, before they aren't we number, number one yet? One. I think we're pretty oh, close to channel that. one. I'll oh, channel, channel number one. one. I'm uh, sorry. I'll love before we get to channel one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> got some tweets here. Uh, scintillating duck tweets. Uh, Jeffy only swept the outside of the chimneys. <laughs> that true you just sweep outside the chimney that's funny that's yeah funny. I, no, funny. I, why, why would it be why wouldn't i sweep the inside of the chimney i don't know why i don't understand i i don't know i don't know what they're saying there. i wouldn't even hazard a guess <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah because really? you really? were the one that said oh, no, i don't you remember fall in there you'd be <laughs> stuck wouldn't be able to use the chimney anymore i don't remember that at all oh, okay uh from bob blah blah uh 
Oh, my gosh. I went to the grocery store and was forced to drive on only the right side of the road, yield to traffic lights, and actually pay for the food. Oh, my God. This systemic racism has to stop. Thank you. Uh, that's right, Bob. One of the reasons you that's walked right. off the show is the injustice that's going on in, in the that's world. That's right. In America. That's exactly, that's exactly right. I'm sick of it. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, stable genius tweets, uh, Pat took his snarky pills today. He's truly unleashed this morning. Snarky pills? I what? don't think I've been the least bit snarky today. Have I? Huh. Okay. Uh, Pastor Sam Burton. So what you're saying, Pat, is that Helena looked like the cross-section of a Twinkie? Got it. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, reality check. They've changed the programming for this fall. There will be no football. Instead, they'll show continuous... They'll show a continuous showing of Roots and the glory. I actually like Roots. And you know what? I would I would watch it probably a cup two or three times before mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, where then then you go back. Maybe during the season you go back and go, oh, oh we're at this scene of the Roots. Okay, <laughs> right. Catch it in right. progress. Uh, it's just, I mean, the, all <clears throat> the all the athletes are out of control. Completely. Play your game. Yeah. yeah. Play your game. It'll be interesting to see if they keep this going today and the rest of the week and who knows maybe they're just not going to play anymore i don't know uh if you're really going to put it on the line then stop playing stop collecting a paycheck yeah the, let's see if that happens yes uh putin on a ritz the mean streets of helena are much more diverse these days oh because i was talking about uh the west side being white whereas on the east side of helena it was white and then you know up the north side and then you was white and then there was the south side that was white. But then you specifically went into detail about the downtown. Inner city. Yeah. The urban center of the city was that. Now that was white. And then the, the Helena Valley, uh, you know, where you move out. The greater Helena the area. greater yeah. Helena, the metropolitan area yeah. <laughs> was white. Okay. So yeah. um, <laughs> he says, I mean... Uh, Putin out of Ritz. I mean, it's still all whiteies here, but now our mayor is black, so... Oh, wow, really? Helena's got a black mayor. Huh. The one family's still there. I t- <laughs> Good. Good, okay. I didn't I didn't know that. I mean... That's cool. Right. Got but a black again, mayor in again, Helena, that, Montana. A, an example <clears throat> of how tough it is here in, in America to succeed. Right? You can't do it. You can't do it. Even... Even in a diverse town as Helena, Montana. I mean, it's just incredible to me how we still believe all this stuff. It's how amazing, we're isn't to it? Believe isn't it. it amazing? We're so racist that in Helena, Montana, where seriously, what is it? It's got to be less than 1% black. It's less than 1% black. They've got a black mayor. That's how racist we are. Come on. That's incredible. It sure is. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wilmot Collins. Good man. And look up. I, for yeah, some reason, yeah. I'm not. The internet uh, isn't working in my computer right now. So see if you can look up the demographics of Helena. And let's find out what percentage of Helena, Montana is black. And they've got a black mayor. Come on. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this country, I don't know what will. 2010 census. Okay. 
Do they have a demographic breakdown? 93.3% white. 93.3. Right. Okay. That's lower than I thought. African American. Yes. African American. Coming in at? Uh, 2%. Coming in at? Under yeah, 1%. Still a little high. Under 1. 0.4%. 0. 0.4. <laughs> I was right the first time. That's the 2010. Zero. That's 2010. Now you don't know there might be an influx. Four. They could have They could be up to point six by now. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) They could be at six tenths of one percent. We don't know. We don't. It could have skyrocketed to that level. I don't know. What am I resisting? (laughs) I don't know. Collectivization of manufacture. I'm not sure. Uh, That is amazing. Point four percent black. A black mayor. <laughs> I mean, look, what a racist country! You tried to talk about a, a diverse city. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, 0. so you got ninety three point three white. What? What is the other Native sub- American? Native. Okay, zero point right. seven. Native Americans only zero point seven. Asian. All right. Zero point one. And Hispanic. Pacific Islander. Pacific Islander. Zero point six. Okay. Uh, other races. Uh, 2.6 from two or more races. Hispanic and Latino of any race, 2.8%. So that's the other really populous yeah. group yeah. in town. 2.8%. That's great. Wow. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> uh, from Caffeinated Texan, you want to see someone who's had some work? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> All right, so you're going to agree with me on this one? Yes, okay. I, I absolutely agree okay. with that. One more facelift, and that woman will have a beard. <laughs> well, see, I think, I think now she, I think now we're stuck with just uh, uh, for her health and you know her health reasons because she's getting up there in age. It's only she's only getting shots for fillers and tighteners, and then she has the guy stand behind her with the foot on between her shoulder blades <laughs> and right, just pulls it, pulls it tight. Pulls, yeah, pulls it, yeah, pulls it tight, and then as soon as the speech <laughs> is done, he lets go, and Nancy's just like. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah, I, be- I yeah, believe I that's, that's true. true yeah. Reality check. A very wonderful speech last night by the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. His name is uh, Madison. Uh, <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised CNN and MSNBC has not commented about no one wearing a mask or social distancing when they came out to hold the walker down so he could stand up. Don't get me started on Cawthorn. He's really good. We're going to try to get him on the air, see if we can uh, uh, talk That'd be to him. worth it. Madison Cawthorn is his name. He's an up-and-coming star, that guy. For sure. I mean, we've seen up-and-coming stars this whole week. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. We people have. that are, believe in America and want to get this nation moving in the right direction. And I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. It really is. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Oh, by the way, the Weather Channel had something so cool. Uh, hey, Laura's that they made landfall. People. Yeah, Laura. Uh, Laura's, I mean, she's in. It uh, it hit Louisiana. It made landfall About close to Lake Lake Charles. And well, that's so, where Jim Cantore was. So wherever Jim Cantore is, you don't mm, want to be. Right. Uh, but look at look at the way they depict things and and try to get the point across that you can't survive this. Oh. Yeah, how dangerous it is. Uh, watch this, is this exactly from the Weather why Channel. You need to I'm not going to stop there. Let me show you what that looks like. Just a couple of inches of water can knock you off balance, and a couple of feet of water can send a car floating away. When you have that storm surge rise up to three feet, 
too late to evacuate. You need to shelter in place. All kinds of stuff could be in this water. Dangerous yeah. wildlife or even cars and objects with enough force moving around to act like a battering ram and knock down walls and even buildings. But we know there's gonna be storm surge flooding above that. Let's go to six feet. How about that? Six feet of water rise. You better wow. move to the highest floor of a building. That's the only way to survive. And unfortunately, there are gonna be places that can more than six feet. How about nine feet of storm surge? Even that. more than that. This is not survivable. And this is why you need to evacuate Jeez. when told yeah. to do so. So please follow the updates from the National Hurricane Center and pay attention to those evacuation orders when issued. This is a very dangerous scenario unfolded. And Look at please, that. I love their graphic. They, they started that, that is a, they started really that a cool. couple years ago, I think. I'm not sure exactly when the, they started using uh, that graphic, but it's awesome. It's cool. It's really awesome. And, and impactful, say, too. Yes, it is. And I will say, I did hear a report uh, about uh, about the storm, and the reporter was like, "Well, in Louisiana, they don't, uh, they aren't able to force people out of their homes. They can just tell them how how they need to get out and how uh, unsafe it is." And I'm thinking, "Well, that's the way it's supposed to right. be." Right? Yeah, you shouldn't have to force people. You shouldn't be able to force people. Right? They want to um, stay, you, but they have to know. I mean, look, okay, we're I, not coming for you. Well, we, and we do. Yeah, and that's we the problem. Right. That's the problem. Because I mean, even when you we tell them we're not coming for you, we, we come do. for them. Yeah. I mean, we so do. you have to, I mean, if you're going to put that, if you're going to draw that line and say, okay, it's your responsibility now. You're a big person. You're you're an adult. We're not coming for you. So when it's nine feet of water in your house, you're on your own. Well, with, okay. if the storm is still going, I, know. The storm is still going, I mean, they, we, that's a difficult time to come for the rescue, right? But afterwards, the, we, we come to rescue and it's... Yeah, you know, it's usually, it usually we're not coming for you. Well, That's just what you have to get through to their head. But I do remember seem to think that when I heard that, and I also thought I do remember Louisiana coming for guns. Uh, yeah, they sure know, did after uh, after a certain storm. The people still so, never got back. Uh, but I mean, it's only that. been fifteen years, so maybe they're still going to get the gun back. Well, I don't know. We're, the, we're inventory. Fifteen years. Don't we're, worry about everything's it. Everything's under inventory right now. Hey, what do you want it right back the next day? <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 15 years. Get off me. Hang on for a second, would you? We've been busy. Pushy. <laughs> All right, we will uh, finish off the week together right here uh, tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed.